Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer, a podcast series where our experts discuss the latest market developments and put the headlines in perspective to set you up for the coming day. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. My name is Olivier Maris. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich, and I'm pleased to be joined today by my colleagues, Lucia Chacholovic from Investment Writing, who will update us on the market news, and Mensu Pochinsi, our Head of Technical Analysis for a Technical Update. So with that, let's get started. I'll hand it over to you, Lucia, for the markets wrap. Thank you, Olivier, and good morning, everyone. Retreating business activity and mixed earnings performance from major firms left U.S. equities in the red on Friday. Still, all three major benchmarks, the Dow, the S&P 500, and the Nasdaq Composite, closed the week higher with the Nasdaq leading the gains. In Europe, flash PMI readings on Friday showed that Eurozone business activity unexpectedly shrank in July as a downturn in manufacturing gathered pace and service sector growth slowed, with rising costs forcing consumers to reduce expenditure. The weak data sent bond yields across the common currency block tumbling, but the stock 600 index ended Friday positively, and the index had a good week overall, climbing almost 3%. Earlier today in Asia, declines in Japan as well as in Chinese technology stocks dragged down Asian equities. Interestingly, China's property shares bucked the prevailing trend, pushing higher amid a report that officials plan a fund to support struggling developers. The nation's real estate crisis is among the major fault lines for the world economy. In other news out of China, the Financial Times reported over the weekend that China plans to sort US-listed Chinese companies into three groups depending on the sensitivity of the data the firms hold. The new system aims to prevent American regulators from delisting Chinese companies by bringing some firms into compliance with the US rules. Now in commodity-related news, Wet prices jumped after Russia attacked the seaport of Odessa with cruise missiles at the weekend, just hours after signing a deal to unblock grain exports from Ukraine. Oil fell today, reversing earlier gains, but continuing a recent losing streak on concerns that an expected increase in interest rates in the US may limit fuel demand growth. WTI futures fell to around 94 US dollar a barrel, while brand futures are trading at around 103 US dollar a barrel. Gold prices also slipped somewhat today, as an elevated dollar and prospects of an aggressive interest rate hike by the US Fed this week dented demand for the non-yielding commodity. And in crypto, Bitcoin weakened below 22,000 US dollar, reflecting the cautious mood across assets. So what can we expect for the day and week ahead? Later today, we will receive German IFO figures and Swiss side deposits. Then tomorrow, we will get the Bank of Japan minutes, the IMF World Economic Outlook update, and the EU energy ministers will hold an emergency meeting. On Wednesday, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell and his colleagues are expected to approve another 75 basis point interest rate hike and signal their intention to keep moving higher in the months ahead. On Thursday, we will receive U.S. GDP numbers, and on Friday, we will get Eurozone CPI data, U.S. consumer income, and University of Michigan consumer sentiment data. Meanwhile, the earnings season continues this week, with Alphabet, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, and Meta among the ones reporting. 
According to FactSet, as of last Friday, about 21% of companies in the S&P 500 reported earnings, and of those, nearly 70% beat analysts' expectations. Finally, both European and US equity futures are pointing to a lower opening today. And that's all from my side. Back to you, Olivier. Thank you very much for the roundup, Lucia. And now over to you, Mansour. What is your take on the latest market action from a technical point of view? Good morning, this is Mansour. Uh, looking at the charts, uh, we can report the following. First of all, when we look at equities, we see here a further stabilization. Uh, this is evident in two points. So first of all, we see a deterioration or a slowdown in uh, risk. So the volatility index, the VIX, is declining and has declined below its 200-day moving average. Secondly, we see a relative improvement of equities against safe haven assets. So, for example, against U.S. Treasury bonds or even more importantly against gold, which indicates to us that on a relative basis, uh, the S&P 500 is improving. So, for example, the S&P 500 is now trading against gold above its 200-day moving average. And therefore, we have upgraded equities in the U.S. and Europe to neutral, expecting flat performance in these indices. What is needed for us to turn bullish on equities is basically market breadth. So when we look how many stocks are rising, we would need to see some evidence that there is broad-based demand for equities, which would open the way for a further rally or recovery into year-end. Secondly, we would like to highlight uh, the commodity market, especially crude oil here. All eyes are on crude oil. The question here in crude oil is, of course, will crude oil follow the similar pattern of other commodities or most other commodities, basically giving back all their gains of 2022? And we think that the risks are quite high, that investors might be surprised how far crude oil can decline. The key level here is on Brent crude oil to watch at 99 US dollar. Should 99 US dollar be broken, the risks are towards 80 US dollar. This brings me then, of course, to the fixed income market. A similar picture here on US treasuries. When we look at the chart here, we see here a kind of a head and shoulder top. The key level here to watch is 275, 270 on the yields. If this would break, of course, here very similarly, we could see a sharp drop here in the interest rates. And probably that would be the last sign to confirm that in the short term, at least, this inflation hysteria might be over. That's all from our side. Wishing you a nice week. Back to you. Thank you very much, Mansour. And with that, we conclude today's episode of the Movie Markets Podcast. Thank you to our speakers and thank you for tuning in. We do hope that you join us again soon. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, or our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation, or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, 
security-based derivatives or other products, or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept any liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.